just because it made me laugh. I'm just going to do this. Real fact, President Trump and the First Lady have confirmed that they have COVID. Uh, what does this mean for the rest of us? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Literally nothing. So everyone who's conflating it and, you know, freaking the fuck out over it. Uh, yeah. Uh, turns out, uh, apparently, the First Lady and the President are human. They're not lizard people. And they can get COVID, too. And uh, I personally will laugh if, uh, you know, if he comes out of this thing and says, yeah, actually, it wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> Pretty sure they're pangolins, by the way. Not right. That. <laughs> <laughs> not lizard people. They're penguin people. I finished watching people. that last night. That pandemic special was amazing. The First Lady may be a bat. Who knows? <laughs> now I kind of want to watch President Trump. He's a. Flamethrower to go after some penguins. <laughs> Dude, that episode was great. <laughs> Welcome to the Geek Out Heroes. This is Vargo. Anderson. Miles. And sorry for the two-week stint that we were gone. Uh, we had massive technical issues uh, on my end. I was doing. I was supposed to be doing the editing, and uh, for the past two weeks, I've been dealing with massive computer problems, and it's just all sucked. <laughs> By the time I got up and running, the podcast was gone, so uh, I didn't have a backup of it. Uh, my earliest backup was from the day before, and that's just the way you know. That's just the way crap works out sometimes. So yeah, all all you really missed out on was our discussion about the PS5 showcase, in which we weren't surprised about the prices. We totally called that. Um, the biggest shocker really was Insomniac announcing that Spider-Man wasn't going to be PS5 exclusive. Which wasn't in, which listeners was not in that presentation. Like you had to go to their blog post yeah, to see yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but uh, given uh, the shortages that we're, we're seeing that given the paper uh, launch that we're seeing PlayStation from everyone. and Microsoft are going to be having. Yeah. It's a uh, no fucking wonder that it's not going to be a PS5 yeah. exclusive. Um, so yeah, we, we talked about that. I had brought up the fact that listeners, you need to know this, that uh, I completely fucked up and, uh, along with Anderson yep. on the Nintendo, uh, uh, was it uh, Mario Brothers uh, All-Stars 3D? Uh, originally, we had thought that Super Mario Galaxy was only motion controls and you couldn't play it on the small or the uh, handheld that had that doesn't have the detachable controllers. Um, that is wrong. That is incorrect. That was based off of information that we had gotten from uh, someone else in the industry who had pointed out that I think what they meant to say was that you can you you could still use motion controls and the way that it was taken by us and on many other people was that you couldn't use anything other than motion controls for it. That's not true. We were wrong, completely false, and uh, we're correcting that now. I, I actually should probably go back into the old podcast and and take out that either take out that portion or insert myself saying this is fucking bullshit. I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Because in reality, you can play it with with regular controls, and you can play it with motion controls. So you can you can do either or uh, for that game on the Switch. But did you see the did you see the thing where somebody got Doom to run on a pregnancy test? Yeah, it made me laugh my ass off. <laughs> oh yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Next will be uh, Skyrim, dude. Somebody got Doom. Uh, well, keep in mind it's the original Doom. It's the the original <laughs> Doom 3D. Not yeah, I know, not a. <laughs> <laughs> not the current one. That would be amazing if that happened. Be like, what? Like that I'm would just, just make saying, me yeah, go. With, do you, with Sky reporting. Yeah, that would just make else. that would just make me like turn and be like, do you, do you see how optimized Doom is? It'll run on a pregnancy test. This makes no sense. Um, Turns out you're having a demon. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So uh, other things that we had covered briefly, we had talked about the RTX 3080 uh, launch a little bit and uh, the 3090 has recently uh, launched as well. Um, listeners, we'll go into the idea behind paper launches in a little bit, but basically what he, what we talked about was just the fact that like bots had come in and literally snatched up everything. The same thing that happened with the PS5 um, that actually did end up happening with the Xbox as well. We'll talk about that. People came in, used these bots, and they just snatched up every single freaking product they could. And then they turned around and immediately tried to sell them on eBay. Now, the great thing about that is that while this is happening, there are a there's another group of people who are griefing the shit out of them by using bots to seek out their sales and add maximum bids of $50,000 so that no matter what somebody bids uh, that genuinely might want to buy that product, they will never be able to outbid that product. And then that person has to take down that sale because that person, because the person who puts a bid on it doesn't have to buy that product. It only hurts their rating as a buyer, not as a seller or anything. And eBay has, uh, not really strict rules on that stuff. You can eventually get to the point where you can't make any uh, any bids and then you have to create a new profile. But since these people are using proxies, which means they have multiple profiles set up doing this, uh, it just doesn't matter to them because it doesn't affect them personally at all. It just screws over the seller. So right. that, that seller ends up having to take down that product and have to repost it. And the bot just seeks them out again and does it over again. <laughs> so... I got to say, I personally think these people who are doing this to those sellers are heroes. And oh, yeah. that's that's from somebody. I, I, I actually like capitalism and I think capitalism works. But when you are a dirtbag scalper and you buy a product up just so you can buy the product up and then resell it to the public for double the cost, you are the same motherfuckers who went and bought hand sanitizer or toilet paper and did the same fucking thing to everybody else when COVID first hit. One's a pandemic. The other one is just out of you know, out of a wanton and, and and a need for a product. Scalpers shouldn't shouldn't really be tolerated, in my opinion. No, uh, I can't remember which uh, which uh, YouTuber said it. Like, I hate it, but I understand it. <laughs> yeah, it's not nece- it's not really a necessary evil, is the thing. And if you were you know yeah. if you were a seller trying to say, okay, well, I want to I want to make a turnaround, I want to make you know some more money off of this then I'd be okay with if you were going to do like a slight markup, like, okay, I'm going to sell, I'm going to turn around and sell each, each of these products for, you know, maybe a hundred dollars extra a pop given their price, their right. price tag to begin with. Okay. We can have that kind of conversation. I still think you're kind of a dirt bag for buying them up, but regardless of that, you're, you're making it a little more reasonable. I, I've recently had this problem with uh, power supplies. Power supplies are in massive demand right now. But for computers, the, a lot of places are doing a markup. Even Amazon is doing a markup on certain power supplies. No joke. Like adding, even just for them, adding a couple more cents than the actual MSRP, which is what they can get away with as a, as a retailer since they get, ma- they, they get these huge deals on buying bulk. But other people who are selling these same you know, power supplies, some of them are staying reasonable. They're staying within like the $30 to $40 range of its original MSRP. Uh, other ones are going completely ridiculous and over the top and saying, all right, well, I'm going to want a hundred to $200 more for this product, even though I can't get rid of it. Okay. Uh, I don't think anybody's that desperate right now, <clears throat> especially since there are plenty of other sellers who are willing to go lower. But, uh, 
with with regards to like some of the other stuff that we didn't get to cover uh, last time that I want to really really quick uh, talk about. We talked about the RTX when they first showed it off with NVIDIA. And this is one thing that listeners, I need to start checking myself a little bit more on. And I'm going to have to rely on some of the guys to help me out with this. And I think it's kind of a universal thing as gamers and us being enthusiasts with uh, the industry is that not buying into everything that's said in a presentation, especially for tech. And one of the things that I have to talk about is the fact that I had talked about how the RTX uh, 3080, like it was just blowing everything away. Uh, numbers wise and how it was so freaking over the top. And I forgot to check myself on the fact that this is based off of controlled environments. It's based off of certain software that the, the developer of that equipment selects so that it can show off the best performance possible. So yeah, yeah. when you see those numbers, it seems amazing, but then you start bringing it into real, real world application and you start seeing actual test benchmarks that take these things and actually put them through their paces and you see the actual benchmarks and you're going, Oh, that's actually only a little bit better than your previous generation of cards. So when you see the RTX, like there are certain games that it's completely optimized for, and you'll see gains of like upwards of anywhere between 80% to a hundred percent. You know, that's huge, but then you see it in other games that are more pot. They're even more popular or currently, you know, continually played and you see gains of 10 to 15% or even just 20%. And you're like, wow, that's actually not that big of a leap as you guys had made it seem. You guys made it sound like this thing was, you know, a hundred percent better than the RTX 2080. And they said that the RTX 3080 was able to, to completely mop the floor with the RTX 2080 Ti. And it turns out it's not, it's kind of, you know, it's a good step up. It's definitely a it's definitely a generation leap, but it's not the generation leap that they made it seem like it was where they made it seem like it was light years ahead of everything. So that's on me. I need to make sure that I kind of keep my my hype level a little down when I see that stuff. I get really excited about tech, but uh, that that's you know, that's my fault. So listeners, I apologize if I you know gave you any kind of false impressions about the RTX uh, 20 or 3080. That's my fault because I get really excited about technology and sometimes I let that excitement kind of control where my thought process goes instead of taking a step back and letting my, you know, laying my emotions set aside and looking at it analytically like I should. We're all guilty of that in some ways. I see it. I see it in the world constantly. They are huge though. <laughs> they are massive cards. God damn. Uh, so big listeners that I actually had to replace the case for my PC because I plan on getting one. And that was just for the 3080. And I saw the 3080s versus the 3090s and the 3090s. That's a child. <laughs> um, I mean, that's just freaking nuts. I know when I was looking at the uh, the side by side between the 3080 and the 3090, it looked like there was like another full inch oh. of uh, fucking surface area. Yeah. And if you take easy. the, if you take the, the previous generation cards, uh, and just even like even take the the twenty the the twenty eighty or the twenty eighty Ti yeah, and then put it up against difference. the the thirty ninety the thirty nineties easily a half an inch uh, all the way around if not you know in some case in some cases depending on the card a full inch all the way around larger than the car the the previous generation man that is stupid right like why why does this even exist this way but one of the things that uh, you know since since I'm in tech and we're gonna you know 
basically this podcast is not going to is mostly going to be free form listeners. We don't really have a whole like a list set out for how this is going. We're just going to go with whatever we go with. But uh, the 3090 uh, showed off like they were talking about like, oh, it's going to be this. It's it's the monster of the card. It's the king and all this stuff. And it turns out it's only about 10 to 15 percent better in most games, most gaming conditions than the 3080. So people are going, well, it's actually not the beast that you guys made it out to be. What is this thing for? And then they turned around and this was after like NVIDIA said, oh, we're well, it's 8K gaming. The problem was they said gaming every freaking time they said 8K. And it's now been run through its paces by a lot of people showing it in 8K. And in some games, absolutely incredible. It's actually 8K gaming with Doom. But that's a very optimized engine and an extremely optimized game. Uh, I mean, the developers know how to make that engine work on a lot of shit. And, you know, hence why the original Doom works on a goddamn pregnancy test. <laughs> when you take that into consideration, like, okay, so does it do 8K, 8, 8K gaming every, with everything else? And it doesn't. It it has a hard time doing 8K with a lot of other stuff. And it's not really designed for gaming. It's supposed to be more of like the Titan X replacement for this generation, except it doesn't have the Titan name. And also, when you compare the RTX Titan X versus the RTX 3090, the RTX Titan X will actually beat the shit out of it in a lot of other in a lot of other areas, especially when it comes to rendering softwares and stuff like that. The things that are actually used for the compute power. And the Titan is a beast from the last generation, which makes everyone go, wait, so you actually you actually can't match up in a lot of ways to the original Titan. It does ga- it does gaming slightly better than the original Titan, but it doesn't do compute better than the original Titan. Or better, I shouldn't say original, but better than the last generation's Titan. So, if they're if they're sitting there going, okay, well, it's it's also missing a lot of features that the last generation Titan had, not because they're not there, but because the the drivers have them closed off to it. That tells me that they're purposely limiting the card, so that when they do come out with a Titan this generation, the new Titan will be the one that everybody goes to for workbenches. So NVIDIA is doing a lot of their old tricks and it's a little, you know, that's, that's the thing that I didn't take into consideration when I was getting really hyped up for these cards was the fact that this is NVIDIA and NVIDIA and AMD, AMD has been known about the, or been known to do this for generations now, but NVIDIA is kind of doing the old tricks of like, oh, well here it performs incredibly, uh, but we're not going to talk about the other areas that it doesn't perform in. Because the only thing that we can compare it to is our own cards. And if we compare this card in the t- to a Titan class card, well, we're going to show our, we're going to kind of show our hand here and people will be waiting for the Titan class to come out. So if you're waiting for, if you're looking at getting the 3090, don't, if you're for gaming and you only have a 4k display, the 3090 is worthless on a 4k display. It performs actually some, in some cases worse than the 3080 amazingly which is weird, but it's designed supposed it's designed. If you're going into gaming, it's designed for 8k, which it really can't do in a lot of ways. So you're better off just getting a 3080. And if you really want to wait, uh, there have been leaks that's showing the 3080 is going to come out with a 20 gig version of the 3080 where it's, you know, 10 gigs right now. So if they're coming out with a 20 gig version later, there is literally no purpose for the 3090. 
they have a lot of stuff coming out saying like they have the 3060 coming out. They have, uh, I think they're looking at coming with a 30 or 3060 TI, a 3070 TI. Uh, they're looking at, which are, you know, essentially the super versions. They're coming out with the new version of the 3080 with the 20 gig. And supposedly they have another uh, benchmark card that's going to be above the 3090 because when they showed one of the benchmark or one of the uh, roadmap pictures from one of their meetings internally uh, that supposedly leaked again, supposedly don't know if this is true. The roadmap shows there's another card above the, that's going to come above the 3090, which a lot of people are going, well, that's probably going to be the Titan class. So the 3090, I think is more of the hype card. And it's not unheard of, but it's kind of weird to have that because in the past, any of the 90 series, the 90 series was always the top dog. That was the one that you always went to. And if you didn't have the compute power for that to, to use that in a workstation, then you switched over to a Quattro. You, you go over to the Quattro and that was, that was the one you used because you weren't using it for gaming. But AMD is going to be doing their, uh, their presentation next week. It'll be really cool to see what they do with their, with their CPU market. They're going to be showing off their new uh, Raiden, or uh, not Raiden, god damn it. Fuck you, mouth. Uh, they're going to be doing their, they're going to be doing a presentation for the new Raiden or Radeon. God damn it, dude. Seriously, this is me right now. Like, <laughs> fucking up all the time. I'm going to leave this in here. They're coming out with their new Radeon and they're going to be showing off Big Navi. Uh, every time I think of Big Navi, all I can think of is uh, Avatar. I don't know why. <laughs> well, I know I why. I think but, of, hey, listen. <laughs> Dude, this should start yeah, it out that imagine way. Imagine a fat fucking fairy they, going, they, hey, listen. They, they should start it out that way. Just a fat fairy on the screen. Just, hey, listen. <laughs> That'd be great. They'll be showing that off later on in the month. Uh, I think the 20th uh, around. I, I might be wrong. It might be a little bit later than that. Sorry. Uh, but they'll be showing off the, that later in the month. And both are expected, well, sorry, the CPU is uh, expected to launch uh, as in sales this month. And the GPU is expected to uh, come around December uh, time. And AMD's already going, you know, trying to play the whole like, oh, we're not going to have the same problems as NVIDIA fulfilling orders. And I don't think that's a good idea for them to promote that because Microsoft did the same thing. And what happened with Microsoft, Miles? Uh, they wound up running into the same fucking issues of uh, running out of consoles uh, just almost just as fast yep. as uh, PlayStation did. Um, now, I, I will say, I think the general consensus is that, you know, it was ever so slightly easier to get an Xbox than it was a PS5. Um, so yeah. that might have been because there was an actual time set. <laughs> yeah. And part of that also was the, the precautions release. that certain places like uh, GameStop took. GameStop decided to use server queues, which is something that we actually talked about in uh, our lost podcast listeners is that server queues actually they do work. A lot of people think that they don't. They do. Um, there are certain ways around them for bots. But when bots try to do this or try to try to buy a product and they end up in a server queue, they're stuck in line just like everybody else. So. Right. Yeah, when we originally were talking about it, like, you know, it would have been super easy to set them up just like you do with concert tickets, like you said, the queue. Yep. And, you know, you're like, all right, you your your wait time is 10 minutes or your it can only be in your shopping cart for, you know, 10 minutes. Yep. It can only be and in your shopping that, cart for a certain game. time. Yep. After that, it goes back on onto the uh, the regular market. Now, the sad thing is, is that 
they're also running as that Microsoft is running into the same issue that PlayStation was, which is order cancellations. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people are getting emails that are saying, oh, we're sorry, your order's not going to be fulfilled. It's going to be canceled uh, because of stock uh, or they're getting a much more limited stock than they were originally, you know, supposed to get, which tells me yeah. that Microsoft is having just as many manufacturing issues as Sony is. So and that a lot of the sellers were still overselling. Probably absolutely. Well. That's almost. That's, um, but yeah, with that, Walmart. That that's guaranteed. A, yeah, that brought up a unique issue uh, that we saw in a uh, story oh, about a week ago, and it was because Xbox through certain stores uh, offers basically financing mm. for the the system, and. At, at, at when you break everything down cost wise, it's relatively reasonable, but you're still financing a system. Yeah. And apparently, at least in the UK, I don't know about here, but their financing system for there is a hard credit check. Oof. And people were getting these these hits on their credit for that that credit check. And then they were having their orders canceled. So they were basically having their their credit hit for basically no reason yeah so listeners Um, if you don't know what that means uh so it's the same thing as if uh let's say you go for a credit card and they check your credit and you don't get you don't get approval on your uh, for that credit card with that with that credit check that actually hurts your credit afterwards uh if you depending sometimes it's a soft check yeah sometimes it's soft Uh, sometimes it's a hard one uh usually with those uh with those credit checks most of the time, those those kind of things where you're denied is usually dealing with loans. Um, yeah. You know, bigger amounts of money, essentially. But yeah. that's why they have that's why they have a soft check first to see if you they think you qualify for the loan prior to it. And then when they yeah. do the full loan check, that's usually when you get the hard the hard check. And the hard check is the one that you you hopefully you'll pass with the soft check. Usually that's if you soft if you pass the soft check, usually that's an indicator of, yeah, you'll be fine. Um Usually rarely does it, does it do the opposite, but every now and then you come across a thing of like, Nope, there's something in your credit history, your credit history that absolutely hurts this and will not allow, will not allow us to uh, approve you. Yeah. And, uh, like my ex getting her car repossessed. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> thankfully that's off there. So what's ha- what's happening. And this is primarily in, like you said, the UK, where they're doing this and they're actually having to do a hard check to make sure you can make the payments because they're handing you a, you know, $500, 600, $500 console, $600 with the uh, extra, usually the financing includes like the extra uh, Xbox live or Xbox game pass or whatever with it. Um, yeah. yeah to- I mean, the, the package deal, isn't bad. Yeah. Um, it's not like over, yeah, it it's not like overcharging you like for like two years. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's a reasonable amount of value, uh, but it gets tacked on. It's still at an amount that you have to pay off. <laughs> yeah. So because, because it's such a large amount, they have to make sure this person's actually going to make the payments because we're going to be sending them a console. We're going to be sending them a piece of equipment that we really can't just say, all right, well give us the, you know, we're repossessing it. It's kind of hard to do that with consoles. So they have to make sure you're going to make the payments. So it's a hard check. And when these people pass that hard check, they're like, okay, well, you know, you pass the hard check. Here's, here's the, the loan, essentially the console, and it's in a pre-order. But when they cancel the pre-order listeners, that's the equivalent of when they, when they say you were denied. 
that, yeah. that loan check. So that's a problem and that's hurting people's credit over there. It's, you know, it's the nature of the beast, but at the same time, that's a shitty deal. <laughs> to have yeah, it's, it's a, it's just, it's a shitty way for things to happen. Um, absolutely. And the same token, I'm like, you're, you're applying for credit for an entertainment system. Like you need to make sure that you read every little bit of fine print. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, it's like that. Uh, uh, I mean, sorry, it's it's just to make that relevant. Like it's like the back when when the uh, Xbox one was going on or was launching mm. and they had that. You remember when GameStop had that ridiculous freaking deal going on where you could buy you could basically buy one, put it on their credit card and they would charge you no interest for like the first six months or something like that. But it found But but the payments equated, e, but the payments for it equated like one hundred and fifty dollars more than the console cost. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's because the the GameStop credit card was absolutely, in my opinion, predatory. No, and and that's uh, where that's where I'm going with it is because everybody said, well, what? Why are the payments so high? And you're telling me I have no interest. Well, no, it wasn't that you don't have any. It wasn't really that you don't have any interest. What they were doing was they were including the interest rate into the payments, yeah, and saying that it wasn't going to ha- you weren't going to have added interest to it if you made the payments on time. Well, so yeah. what was the added interest? And it turned out the added interest to it, like if you didn't make the payments on time, brought the interest, which was already at an astronomical, like 23%. Yeah. And they brought it up to like 50 something percent. People were like, this is insane. The, the takeaway, the takeaway list, lesson listeners is loans are absolutely necessary for some things. Yep. Entertainment systems should not really be one of those. No. Uh, um, if you're having to take I out get, a loan to get your console, that's I, probably not a good idea. Yeah, I, I get the desire to, you know, be ahead of the curve and be able to play said games on said system. Yeah. You know, especially if you're working with a limited budget. But you, you got to figure out that priority. <laughs> yeah. And there's such thing as saving money aside. Yeah. Yeah. Loans should be used for the yeah, bigger can, life choices. Right. Yeah. You can yeah. take those same 30 to 40 bucks that you'd be shelling out for that system and just stash it away. Yep. You know, and you'd be able to get it without any interest, you know, within just a few months, yeah. really. Exactly. So, uh, so let's talk about really quick paper launches. So, uh, recently a lot of the community have now under like now understand what a paper launch means and paper launches listeners. If you don't know what that means is essentially on paper, a, company tells you that, Hey, we have this much in supplies. We'll have plenty for everybody. And essentially we're going to, you know, we're going to be able to supply this amount up until this date. That that's part of a paper launch. The other part of a paper launch is actually where the company can sit there and say, because there's limited quantities and nothing's out yet, or nothing, nothing's really in the public's uh, grasp yet. They can sit there and say, Oh, we have the fastest chip ever or the fastest, you know, console ever to be ever, ever be created yet. Nobody's been able to test it or actually prove that it is because nobody can get their fucking hands on it. Because it turns out that what they mean by a, you know, we're going to have this amount is that we're going to have this amount we think, and you should fulfill all these orders. And when these orders are fulfilled and then we're having to cancel them, that means that you didn't have as many as you said you had. That means that you couldn't fulfill all the orders that you said you were going to, and that on paper it said that, but in reality, that's not true. So that's what we're dealing that's with. Laid plans. Yeah, that's what we're <laughs> dealing with with PlayStation, and I've laughed my ass off at the amount of people who are working for stock, you know, 
stock and marketing magazines, they say, oh, it's not a paper launch. It's absolutely paper launch, guys. You have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. It is a paper launch on every freaking level when dealing with PlayStation, Xbox, and NVIDIA. And it's probably going to be that way for AMD. And even though AMD is like, oh, that's not going to happen to us. Fuck you, AMD. It's absolutely going to happen to you. And I loved the fact that a guy called you out and said, it's going to, you know, I, I'd be willing to bet $10 that it does it. And then AMD's, uh, one of AMD's guys come back and I look forward to collecting the $10. Right. Yeah. That's not going to happen. You're not going to collect anything <laughs> from that guy. You're, you're probably going to have the same exact problems because while AMD might be able to show off that, oh, we have this amazing graphics card that's coming out and it's going to be incredible. And it's going to do all these things much like what's happening with Microsoft and PlayStation and, and NVIDIA is you're going to have this great card. But apparently no one's going to be able to use it, test it or have it because they can't get their hands on it. So it's probably going to end up having the same problem. So with the amount of demand that was in there with NVIDIA, I would imagine the same demand is going to be out there with AMD since people who can't get the NVIDIA cards are going to be going after AMD. And the bots are going to freaking head that off just as fast as they did before with everyone else. So we're screwed regardless. You can claim that $10 if it turns out Big Navi is just kind of eh which is a possibility. I mean, AMD, right. AMD and the, the GPU market. Like if you look at the difference between AMD and Intel over the last two years, uh, when talking about their generations, uh, the, like their generational chips, Intel in their last presentation, they talked about AMD, their most recent presentation. They talked about AMD, their, their competitor, like 30 times in their presentation, which is a bad sign. That means that they're not really trying to beat themselves. They're not beating, they're not beating their own chips. They're just trying to beat and stay ahead of their current competition. That's it. Whereas you look at AMD, their last presentation, since their current one hasn't taken place this year, it'll be interesting to see if they do it this year. But uh, their last uh, presentation, they mentioned Intel eight times in their entire presentation when they talked about their current, their CPUs. So when they talked about their CPUs, most of the time they compared their, their, next generation CPU to its previous generation and how they were trying to just beat themselves. That's it. If you look at, at NVIDIA, NVIDIA is drastically different. NVIDIA, when they make a presentation, they don't talk about AMD the entire fucking time. In fact, they don't mention their competitor once. Every single time they do a presentation, it is they are beating their, their previous cards every year. That is all their presentations are about is beating their previous generation. And the reason is, is because AMD hasn't been in their league for the past decade. So the only competition they have is themselves. So they have to prove to the customers, you should buy our newest product compared to our last product, because this is what they look like comparatively. That's why their presentations go that way. Whereas AMD, when they come out with their GPUs, they compare themselves directly to NVIDIA. So it's, it's kind of a role reversal. And I lost track of where I was going. <laughs> so paper launches, yeah. So with with these paper, like with these paper launches, they're sitting there going, "Oh well, you know, we're we're going to have plenty plenty to fulfill our customer base." But if your if your product isn't as in demand as everyone else's, well, yeah, you can absolutely make the claim of, "Yeah, we have plenty of product for all of our customers." Well, that doesn't really mean a whole lot to me. So I. I'll laugh if AMD runs it when, you know, when AMD launches, if they run into the same problems that NVIDIA did, because a lot of people are pissed off are so pissed off with NVIDIA. They're going to, they're going to switch over to AMD just in spite how I've even considered it since I can't get listeners. 
I had a one notification show up on my phone of an RTX 3080 popping up. It's one. It's actually the card that I want to get, and it popped up on an on Newegg. I went and clicked on the or the the uh, notification. It went on sale. I I even checked to see what time it went on sale. It was sold out in seconds, not minutes. Seconds. That's really bad. That means that you're getting such limited stock of this product that you can't fulfill orders. Or you still have a bot problem, which I suspect the bot problem is probably a big deal. But yeah, super aggressive bot problem. <laughs> yeah. And the funny thing is, you know, Newegg tries to make this ridiculous claim of, oh, we don't have we, we didn't sell any cards to bots. And somebody immediately after they made that statement on Twitter, a a uh, scalper posted their receipt from Newegg showing that they had uh, over a dozen cards just from Newegg alone. And he's like, yeah, you guys don't, ha- you guys didn't have any bot problems, dumbasses. Yeah, clearly that wasn't true. Clearly they were having the same problem as everybody else. So for all those places that are saying, oh, it's not really a paper launch, it is absolutely a paper launch because there's little, there's very little product that's actually going to make it in the hands of regular people. They were able to sell out entirely before it's even gone to market, and they can still make these grandiose claims like, oh, well, our card's the greatest cards in the world, or our console's the most powerful console in the world, or the fastest loading, even though most people were sitting there going, I can't experience that, so I can't even verify it. I still thought it was funny that uh, we we were spot on with the uh, Xbox Series X naming convention. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> the Xbox many One X. idiots. And yes, I will say idiots because you clearly didn't read or look at what you were clicking on, uh, and you bought an Xbox Series or an a, a Xbox One X instead of a Series X. Yeah, just saying like, Xbox One X versus Xbox Series X when you're trying to have a conversation with somebody about these two consoles, listeners, you will constantly mix up the two consoles' names, not what your intention right. is, but just the names alone. We've done it on our podcast multiple times. Yeah. Um, and we, but I mean, we said from the get go when they, when they unveiled it, uh, this is going to be retail nightmare. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's not even in store yet. It's not even fucking Christmas. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have you know, people who it's gonna literally are even in the gaming industry. that are trying to buy these things for their kids or trying to buy these things for yeah. their grandkids or something like that. You know, grandma is going to go out and try and get a Xbox series X for their grandson and, or, you know, granddaughter. And they'll be like, Oh my gosh. Uh, they have them in stock. It's the Xbox One X, and that's the same thing to them because they don't know. Yeah, it's a terrible naming convention. Now, wasn't it oh, yeah. uh, because of that? In one day, the One X was up seven hundred and fifty percent in sales. It wasn't up. Uh, it wasn't up that much in sales. It was that up that much in search. Oh, in search. search. Yeah. yeah, it's Amazon, still boosted tremendously in sales, but oh yeah, Amazon um, had it as the number. It was the number one seller over the Xbox Series X the next day after the Xbox Series X had had gone on sale. Yeah, uh, when it when it initially launched, it went from like fourteen hundredth place or something like that to fourth. <laughs> yeah, it dropped. It like, dropped man. dramatically after that because people suddenly realized, oh, yeah. oh, my gosh, I bought the wrong one. And there was tons of cancellations. So which. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, I bought plantains instead of bananas. Yeah, right. <laughs> Go coming Except back. Those the at store. least look similar. Yeah. <laughs> Were they getting bigger? <laughs> That's not yeah, how it works. So I, I don't. I don't really have sympathy for the people that blind clicked that, but yeah. I I understand the frustration. 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, we understand why it happened. I, yeah, I would have to be that person returning all that shit at GameStop <laughs> if I was still working there. Why are you returning this? Bought the wrong thing. <laughs> Noted. Did you see the uh, the side pictures for the uh, the PS5? How beefy it is. Yeah, I've seen I've seen all as all a, the dimensions, every every single angle for it. It's massive. Yeah. It's a huge console. <laughs> it's a lar- actually, like, it's it's, it's the largest console we've ever had. Yeah, it's it's actually larger than the uh, series. I X. shouldn't say ever. It's the largest console we've had in over twenty years. I was like, yeah, I was like, it's larger than the One X, but its dimensions still work better <laughs> than the, the X. One X. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's really funny is the amount of people are just like, oh, the One X is actually you know only this big and stuff like that, and you know compare compare it to the uh, the Xbox One x or whatever or s and i'm like it's this it's still the same footprint like guys it's it's still the same volume it takes up the same volume as the previous generation the difference is is that it's so fucking fat it doesn't really work out that well although i'm really glad to see the uh at least on its side it has the uh the feet the little tiny rubber feet yeah so you know obviously can be set on its side so that's it doesn't have to be standing up but uh, uh, when I first, you know, when they first showed the original concepts for it, didn't have the rubber feet on there. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to put my own rubber feet on this thing. And I may still have to just to levit, you know, just to elevate it higher. Uh, yeah. Give it a little bit give more a breathing little, room. A little more breathing room. Um, that way it's not, you know, not putting so much heat on the freaking shelf. But yeah, the uh, PlayStation is it's a monster. Even the digital version. It's huge. I was like, well. It's at least the PlayStation. I don't have to technically buy a new entertainment stand for the PlayStation. Yeah, I have to for the Xbox One. It's a series, uh, series X. See, I keep fucking it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd be really curious to see the breakdown for the PS5 just to see uh, just to see the internal guts of it, to see how uh, the airflow and heatsink on that thing works. Because I'm yeah. actually kind of wondering if the if there if it's a heatsink that goes across the entire uh plane of of uh of the board or if it's just one that's localized and uh near the chip so it'd just be interesting to see i have a feeling that it actually has a either a large heat sink or a lot of heat sinks spread out across the entire thing given the fact of how its ssd uh, memory works and that its ssd is not localized externally uh like the xbox what else took place this week or last two weeks Three weeks, whatever. Utopia was pretty good. I uh, got review bombed because apparently there's an older UK version that, you know, right here's breaking news. We don't generally get to see because uh, <laughs> we don't get a whole lot of UK stuff. Yeah. UK, just so you know, we don't get a lot of your shit. BBC America is not so good about bringing up everything you guys have. I still haven't seen all, you know, that goes wrong peter pan and i'm extremely <laughs> pissed off that i can't watch that in the states yeah it's easily one of the the best uh comedic shows i've ever seen yeah um but utopia was great uh really interesting look forward to another season um you know fucking uk people can hate on it all they want i can't watch the other version so yeah I, i'll keep an eye out for it but <laughs> yeah. What else? Uh, I played and finished uh, Night in the Woods. It was a game that popped up on Game Pass recently. 
It's where you play as a Boy Scout who tries to avoid his camp counselor, <laughs> his, tr- his troop leader for the night. <laughs> Based on true events. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't laugh at that. It's not funny. It's okay. We're all going to hell anyways. Yeah. It was a, it was a pretty good game. Uh, pretty, pretty dark. Uh, <laughs> In in grand scheme of things, but really interesting. All right, uh, take took a lot longer to go through than I thought it was going to because, you know, it's kind of that. Yeah, it's from Team Seventeen, if I remember right. Um, or no, that's that's a different game I was playing. Um, it's from a smaller studio, from what I understand. Okay, and usually when you get the smaller studios, usually the games tend to be kind of small, you know, kind of short. Um, and this not really the case with this one. This this one took quite a while to go through. Um, I got like 13 out of the, I don't know, 21 achievements or something like that. Most of which I will, I, I'm not going to go back through the game. It was fun, but I can't see myself replaying it. Yeah. But if you're looking for a dark story game, it uh, puts me in mind of uh stranger th- or not stranger things. Uh, life is strange. Okay. Except, you know, not as teen drama. Not as Dawson <laughs> Creek. Yeah. 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 Yeah, if you dig that art style and you you kind of enjoy those uh, rich stories, and it's worth a shot. All right. Yeah, speaking of Game Pass, for those of you who are waiting for EA Play and wondering where the hell that is for Ultimate Game Pass, that is going to be coming to you in November. So uh, they recently made an announcement. They've been doing some advertising for it. So it's going to be coming to everyone who's already a subscriber in November and supposedly you're not going to have to download the EA play uh, app to do it. It's just going to be integrated into game pass as is. That'd be nice. Which would be nice. I would rather not have to have another app just to go in and see those games. So um, trying to think of uh but if you want to go ahead and speak of Xbox, we could talk about their latest acquisition from Microsoft. Go ahead, man. So Microsoft has acquired Xenomax, or my terms as a low-level nerd, Bethesda, yep. for $7.5 billion? Or was it $6.5 uh, billion? It was It was seven-something. Yeah. Which is more than what Disney paid for Star Wars. Was it? Yep. I've actually looked that one up. Disney picked up Star Wars for... Just under five, or just over five billion. Wow! So that's a huge game changer because now Microsoft now has a bigger studio for first party system or first party games, but they haven't really talked anything about it. They just announced the announcements and that they just left it there. The odd thing is that Bethesda is there at Bethesda. Their comment about it is whatever Microsoft owns is what's only going to be on the Xbox. And I went, well, that's not necessarily true, guys. Uh, Microsoft's been making some more of a. Hey, this is going to be available on everything. I mean, so far, Obsidian, nothing's been an Xbox exclusive. And I can actually verify that because I was going on the uh, Nintendo Switch Marketplace. Yeah. And there's a few Microsoft games on there like Ori and the Will of Wisps and then the yeah. sequel to it. Yeah, I mean, Microsoft's been making more consumer-friendly decisions on the simple fact that they want to make more money from other people. <laughs> not just Not just anyone from the only Xbox crowd. They want to make money from everyone. So they're looking at this of, oh, you know, we make a lot of money from everyone on PC. We should continue to make a lot of money from everyone. Why not make our games available to everyone? I mean, we, we can we can do timed exclusives for our own systems, but yeah. we can 
make more money if we just say, hey, you know what? This game's coming on the Xbox. It's going to be here for this mount. And then eventually we're going to bring it over to everybody else. Granted, uh, the developers of Cuphead aren't owned by Microsoft, but Microsoft was the publisher. And they they didn't have to bring it over to any other platform, but they did. No, I can see them making timed exclusives with these games coming out. And obviously putting them on Game Pass on day one, which adds more value to the Game Pass. Yeah, I don't see them. Uh, I don't see them doing full exclusive on any of the uh, Xenomax uh, Bethesda titles. Um, I I would understand if they did because yeah. it would you know make them much more of an exclusive powerhouse. Uh, but that's not really how their their practices have been as of late. You know, they've they've been kind of like you said, they can branch out and make more money from more places. So doesn't bother them on top of that going into this new generation i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they are trying to transition they're going to use this generation to transition over towards xcloud as their next platform yeah i think a lot of that has to do with this and the fact that since they want us and since they want to make that transition they're not going to want xcloud to be exclusive only they're just going to want people on xcloud to use xcloud across every platform they can get it on so if they can get more people to like their games, they can get more people to be like, hey, our games are also available through xCloud on Ultimate Game Pass. And all you have to do is pay a subscription. We're the Netflix of gaming already before everyone else actually did it, even before Stadia even, you know, even came out because Stadia is too dumb to become the Netflix of gaming. Dude, I laugh every time I see one of their fucking ads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, there's not a chance in hell. Nope. Not doing it. <laughs> so with the Xbox acquisition of Bethesda, a lot of people are freaking out over it like, Oh my gosh, you know, this means huge changes and stuff. Uh, don't go so fast. Calm down. No. It's going to be okay. Uh, we're- Our biggest hope is that it'll maybe push uh, Bethesda towards changing their fucking engine, engine. out. God, please and, uh, stop using the creation engine. I'm really hoping that the, with this acquisition, Microsoft goes, this engine is shit. Stop using it. Yeah, Here's some money. Get something better. <laughs> we have another developer that we own, Obsidian, and they're kicking your ass with Unreal, and you need to do the same thing. Yeah, that's really the biggest hope is that quality improves for for them. Yeah, absolutely. Really for all of Xenomax's uh, uh, companies. But I mean, I, I laughed my ass off when people were showing off like, oh, Bethesda leaked uh, the first screenshot of uh, what's it called? Um, it's the new space one that they're coming out with. Starfield. Starfield. They're like, oh, ex- mm. you know, they, they, they accidentally leaked a screenshot of Starfield. It's the first gameplay. I'm like, you guys don't understand. That's not a screenshot. That is literally in motion. It's just frozen because the goddamn engine doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> that was the very first crash of the Series X. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> the game's actually in motion currently. It's just not working. Yeah, that was the, the real funny thing, too, when that, that announcement came out. And they're like, oh, such valuable titles such as Starfield. I'm like... First of all, it's not valuable yet. Yeah, it's, it's just a concept. It's an unproven IP. Like, yeah, like you can't call that fucking valuable. Yeah. <laughs> That's like calling a new NFL team uh, champions. Yeah, valuable <laughs> would be uh, Fallout, the single player, not the uh, 76. Valuable would be, yeah. uh, you know, Elder, Elder Scrolls. Scrolls. Yeah. Doom. <laughs> but yeah, it was funny. They're throwing that in there. And I'm like, uh, you realize that that actually means nothing yet. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people are saying, oh, well, this means Deathloop is going to become exclusive to Xbox. No, it doesn't. Deathloop has a contract currently with with Sony to be exclusive on Sony for like the first two months. Yeah, And Microsoft came out and said, 
straight up that they're honoring those contracts. Yep, absolutely. Listeners, Microsoft's extremely powerful, and could they get around those contracts? More than likely, yeah. Uh, all they'd have to do is, you know, shell out the money to to revert it back to what it was. But they're not going to, because it makes more sense to them to make more money. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're one of the largest publishers in the world, if not the largest publisher in the world, for a reason. And when I say publisher, I'm not talking games. Windows, kind of a big deal. Worldwide OS. Yeah. <laughs> Moving over to streaming services, Amazon Luna. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to bag on it because I don't, I don't really understand the service myself. Uh, I think it's just a subscription service, much like Stadia. I don't know if you actually have to pay individually for the games or not. I didn't really look too much into it, but I did. My laugh. understanding is it's like game pass except for Amazon. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't think uh, that's a bad business model. titles. I don't think that's a bad business model. I think that's one of those things where, okay, well it gives, some Amazon customers who have a fire TV or whatever access to video games. Great. That's fantastic. Good job, Amazon. You're massively late to the party (laughs) on an astronomical scale, but I hope it works out for the best. And I think that this model is a better model than Stadia. If that's the case, if it's more like Netflix for games where their customers pay a monthly fee, you know, kind of like, you know, Apple arcade, well, I don't have any, I don't see the value of Apple Arcade personally. Uh, I do understand that there are people who are going to play it and they pay for the service and they get to have access to these video games and they don't have to pay for the video games. Cool. And with Apple Arcade, you have the option, the differences with Apple Arcade, you have the option of buying the game individually and not paying for the service as far as I know. And you still have access to it on your device. Whereas this is, you know, a paid service. You pay for it monthly. You get access to so many games or whatever. And that's just what you do. You stream it through your TV and you get to play it with their controller that is basically just an Xbox controller, only with their brand. Okay, cool. I saw a lot of people bagging on it and saying, oh, this is crap. Blah, blah. I'm like, all right, well, you know, it's, I think it's better than, I think it's a better idea than Stadia. Yeah. I just don't know how much of a library it could possibly have. Not real sure. It depends. I mean, you know, keep in mind, Amazon uh, runs the servers that PlayStation now runs on. And uh, they they own a lot of the servers that uh, run a lot of businesses. I mean, a lot of businesses use their servers for streaming, for, for streaming their own content. Uh, listeners, if you didn't know that, that's one of the main things that Amazon makes a lot of money off of is other companies using their servers because they own tons of them around the world. So what they do is they just kind of set aside certain servers and say, okay, you can use this. It's what PlayStation Plus runs off of. My, Sony doesn't own those ser- doesn't own most of those servers. That's how PlayStation Plus works is that uh, as they need more servers, Sony you know, buys up or really just allocates more servers from Amazon and Amazon kind of charges them based off of what servers are being used. It's a pretty smart system. It's not the best system in the world, but it's a pretty smart system. I mean, Microsoft opted for, we're gonna build our own servers And we're going to add more servers. And when Microsoft did that, it turned out they didn't have enough servers. But Xbox Live is pretty robust and it's based off of uh, it's based in the uh, Azure uh, service, which I would imagine since it's based off of that, Microsoft probably just built more server farms. But it's how these services work. So Amazon, I would imagine, can run a lot of shit off these servers, which would include a lot of games. And really, when it comes down to what titles they can have, it's going to come down to what are they willing to pay licensing for? In turn, is going to turn into, well, how much does a service cost and how many people are actually buying into it? 
And if not enough people buy into it, then it goes away, much like most of Google's shit that has all gone away. I mean, you guys remember Google Glass? Yeah. Like, what happened to that shit? That, that, that's <laughs> gone. Uh, I'm half surprised fiber hasn't collapsed. Google starts up and shuts down more projects than I've seen from almost any other company in the world constantly. Oh, yeah. You know, you had the, the Google, basically Facebook equivalent that they had going on that they dropped. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Was it Google Plus? Was that it? Can't remember. I think so. Google does that all the time. So I'm half surprised. And, and, and because I'm half surprised, Stadia is even around at this point. Speaking of which, the new Chromecast doesn't even allow Google uh, Stadia to be on the, the Google Chromecast. It's, it's not even available on it. It's supposed to be coming at a later date. What the fuck? Seriously? They, they don't even have enough faith in it to put it on their own equipment. I mean, Stadia can't be making a whole lot of money, in my opinion. No. So if Google, like, that's the thing. If Google shuts that down, what happens to Stadia? What happens to those people's games that they bought? Does that service stick around for them? Well, probably not, because if Google shuts it down, they're not going to be charging them for it every month. Right. So that's that's kind of the thing where you like why Stadia is not really a good idea for this is because if you own those games, you technically don't own those games, because if that service goes away, you don't get that game. They'll probably give you the option of like, well, you can download it to your system. But if you were a person who is streaming those games, you, you were streaming them for a reason because you didn't have a system to run them on. Whereas when you have services like Luna, where it's just Amazon's project and Amazon has their own uh, much more popular streaming service and much more popular uh, streaming uh, content devices, much like, you know, the Amazon Fire and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, Amazon isn't they haven't they haven't been as popular, I don't think, as Apple has in that aspect, but they do have a lot of those devices and if they're creating this Luna service, I wouldn't be surprised if it becomes available on other like other systems like TV, stuff like that, yeah. much like Amazon Prime has with their video streaming. So Amazon doesn't have a whole lot to lose if they just keep their service, if they just keep that service going, unless it doesn't make any money. If it doesn't make any money, then it just goes away. And well, that's just, just that's just your subscription. You didn't own the games. You were paying a subscription fee to play those games. And if it goes away, well, that that sucks. You're stuck with a controller. That's about it. That's not the worst loss in the world. That's much like Microsoft's uh, xCloud service that they're doing, where you pay for Ultimate Game Pass, you get access to all these games. The only difference is, is the likelihood of Microsoft going away with that, not high. <laughs> Microsoft's probably going to be sticking around with that for a long time because I'm pretty sure they're banking on that being the future of Xbox. Right. And they're going about it very, very well. Granted, Microsoft's doing something that Sony's already been doing with uh, PlayStation Now, for a long time, but PlayStation now has, when I compare the two, you have uh, X cloud is kind of like the teenager giraffe. It doesn't really know what's going on, but it's, you know, it's, it's full of, full of gusto and uh, you know, knows it can reach the top of the trees. Whereas PlayStation now is kind of like the baby giraffe. That's still trying to learn to walk. It's wobbly. doesn't exactly, you know, it doesn't always work correctly. It's body's not functioning in, in the ways that it wants to, and it can't reach all the top of the tops of the trees yet. We'll see where PlayStation now goes in this next generation as Microsoft makes this massive push push for xCloud. The thing, listeners, that we still want to see sometime in the future is the point where Microsoft and Sony just say, you know what, we're just going to make our our two streaming services available on one another's platforms. We're going to put xCloud on PlayStation. We're going to PlayStation now on Xbox. And we're going to try and bridge this gap that's been between us. 
We'll see if Sony plays along. I think Microsoft is more than willing to do it. <laughs> yeah, probably. I think Microsoft is more than willing to say, hey, you know what? If you can play xCloud on your PlayStation, we are all for it. We want to see this happen. Why? Because it, this is the fu- this is our future. This is not our future is not stuck in a, in a platform on, on console. Our future is stuck in this. We are putting all of our eggs into this basket because we know that this is eventually where things are going to go. Will it go there in one generation? Probably not. We'll go there in two, guaranteed. Speaking of which, uh, latest tech news for you PC <laughs> overlords. GOG Galaxy <laughs> is now able to sell Epic Store games on their launcher. Nice. Which is great, because I know, even though I'm not a PC player, but we have many podcasts of Josiah and Vargo bitching about having too many launchers to play their games on PC. So it's great to see that GOG Galaxy really is trying to get under under one umbrella. Oh yeah, GOG is fantastic. Uh, that is actually my preferred launcher on my PC because it integrates all of my accounts. So, uh, but if I can if I can buy games uh, using that, that would be great. Uh, if I still have to have an, a the the downside is I don't want to have another Epic account. Right. Security listeners, their security is trash <laughs> for for epic games i mean it is garbage i had a just just to give you a, a instance i had an epic games uh account because of uh fortnite back in the day back when miles had gotten fortnite originally in order for us to play it we had to have an epic games uh account so we signed up for it to play fortnite back when it was supposed to be a single player and you know, granted, we didn't play it that long, but things went free to play very quickly. And yep. that's a completely that's a completely separate story. But what happened was years later, I get a message from Epic saying, hey, uh, you know, so and so has gotten a hold of your account. And I had to change my because of because of the fact that they had so many breaches, I had to change my account with Epic with Epic Game Store three times in a year. I had to change my password, change my sign in, all that stuff. Over and over again, had to change my email once for him. And finally, on the third time, I said, fuck this. I'm out. And I contacted Epic. I said, I want you to close my account down now. I want it gone. Because I am tired of this shit. I mean, their their security is garbage. And on top of that, with Epic, I had had two-step verification. Don't get me wrong. Two-step verification, there are ways around it. But still, it shows that their security is very lax when that shit happens. Right. With that said... I don't want to have a separate, I still don't want to have an, an Epic game store account, even if I can buy the game through uh GOG. Does that make sense, Anderson? It does. So hopefully what ends up happening instead is the ability to just buy games through GOG without the needed uh, extra account from Epic. That's it. That's all I really want. GOG is, is trying to bridge that is definitely doing a good job of trying to bridge that gap and everything, but I don't think we're ever going to get to that point until we can kind of get these companies to stop wanting their own launchers for everything. I mean, Bethesda did the same shit. Bethesda was like, all right, we're going to, we're going to create our own service so that fallout 76 can make as much money for us as possible. Okay. Well, I, I understand that you want to make more money and you want it coming directly towards you. You don't want to go through a third party service, but that means I have to have an extra account. Ubisoft did the same shit too. Yeah. Ubisoft did the same thing. Uh, Activision has done the same thing when they made everything available only through blizzard.net. EA did that when they created EA Origin and or yeah Origin and then turned it into EA Play. 
it, it's all kind of one of those things like, yeah, we just, we want to make as much money as possible. And I get that. Listeners, I totally understand it. It's capitalism. And I support capitalism. Mm. But at the same time, I don't want to have that inconvenience. <laughs> I don't want to have the inconvenience of multiple accounts. I just want one account for everything, which is why most of the time I bought everything through Steam because they're, you know, they're a third party vendor and they were kind of the pioneer of buying games digitally on PC. And you could just have all your games in one spot, you know, this one launcher. But, you know, with GOG, the nice thing is at least for launchers wise, I like the fact that with GOG, I can have, you know, I can have all these accounts and it kind of brings all of my games into one location. I don't have to open up each individual launcher <laughs> to play them. And that's a plus for GOG. So that's why that one became, that's become my per- preferred launcher. And I try to buy games just through them, um, mostly because their games don't come with a DDRM. I'm oh, sorry, DDRM. DRM. I don't know why I said DDR. I mean, that's fucking RAM. <laughs> You've been on a roll today. This is where my mind's been for the last two weeks. But uh, yeah, their games their games generally don't come with DRM. So I don't have the possibility of DRM preventing my game from being able to play or hindering it in some fashion, which they have in other games. You know, dropping frame rates, stuff like that. But it is kind of neat. You know, I, I applaud the the effort that they've been putting in. And I mean, hell, it's the only launcher that I have on my PC where I can actually see games that I've purchased through PlayStation and Xbox on there, even though I can't play them because those are the flows of the platforms are on. But I can see that I, you know, it, it tracks what I own and everything that I have in my systems, which is kind of neat. Listeners, if you haven't gotten a GOG uh, 2.0, definitely go get that. It's actually a really good launcher. Only thing, I, only problem I've had is or had so far with it is that anytime it's had an update, I've had to re, uh, you know, relink all my accounts. Granted, updates don't happen every week; they just happen every now and then. It's just an inconvenience of one of those things. Like when you get on a computer, it's kind of like the inconvenience of uh, Miles when we when we jump into uh, PlayStation and Destiny instantly goes, "Oh, I have a download." <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you do this earlier? Guess I'll play it sometime later today. <laughs> Why didn't you do this earlier? Why weren't you, why aren't you working? Why you know why why do I have to do this and go through this? Stupid inconveniences. Speaking of PlayStation and uh, sticky situations, Spider-Man remaster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> their uh, their uh, character model for Peter Parker, uh, at the very least. I don't know if there's more than it or not, but Peter Parker specifically. He's the only one. Uh, it's the only one. Is it the only yep, one? That's, He's the only one. Looks completely different. Um, I and I it kind of bugs me, honestly. I like the older model, and yeah, a mean, lot of other people do too, because they show that scene uh, where he's working as the uh, lab assistant with uh, Doc Ock. Yep. And uh, you know, Doc Ock's face is lighter. You know, there's there's more brightness. Yeah, uh, that's because. Uh, of but the, he looks the same. Yeah, that's because of the ray, <laughs> the the thing that you're seeing, listeners, with the lighting is from ray tracing. That's the the real world lighting that they've put into the game. So you can actually see his, you know, based off of you know global global illumination in the room, you can see his facial features and everything like that. So there were some people complaining, saying, "Oh, the shadows, the shadows look worse. The shadows are more realistic, guys." Um, that's just how shadows work. It's the same thing as like when you walk into an illuminated room, you can see each other's face and light bounces off of everything. That's, you know, reflectant, uh, right. You know, simply based off of surfaces and it, it's more realistic is what you're seeing. So you can see his, I I have a feeling and he looks, you know, it looks about the same. So I don't understand what, what they saw with Peter that was like, yeah, we need to change that. The only thing that 
maybe makes any sense to me on that is that uh, a those people might be talking about the shadows on Peter Parker's face because in the original the shadows give you know define his face a lot more yeah. you know because they kind of have to to add dimension yep um and they're basically non-existent on his face in the uh the remaster yeah it's because the light is but directly it is, above him in the actual scene yeah yeah and uh you know while it's more realistic you you lose all that definition and it looks like a completely different character model to begin with well it is a completely uh, <laughs> different character model yeah <laughs> so it's like you guys done fucked up. It's discount Tom <laughs> in Holland. my opinion. <laughs> it's discount Tom uh, Holland. It looks it he it reminded me of the Assassin's Creed remaster where you just have the guys like eyeballs and teeth, except it's not that bad. Yeah, it's <laughs> to me, it's the equivalent of so you get to know this character and it's it's what happened with Tomb Raider. So listeners, you get to know this character and you see how their facial expressions work and everything like that in a certain scene. And that's what's stuck in your memory forever. And then when they change the character's model, and this happened with Tomb Raider, within Tomb Raider, they changed the character's model when they did the remaster for this generation. So when they went from the PS3, Xbox 360, PC version, they used the PC version into the PS4 and uh, Xbox One. But instead, what they did was they changed her character model. Only hers. Everyone else's pretty much stayed the same, just with the PC uh, enhancements. You, it's jarring when you see these characters change their, they change these character models. And with Tomb Raider, they sat there and said, oh, well, we gave her a new character model because it's more representative and closer looking to the, the uh, motion capture and voice actress that played the part. And we all went, okay, that's great. But because you changed the character model, now the facial expressions are completely different. Whereas before the facial expressions that Laura had were animated, so she emoted pretty decently relative to what was happening in the scene. And then when they changed the character model, none of those emotions translated. She just had this kind of permanent, like, you know, resting bitch face all the time. And it was really jarring for people who had experienced it on the PC in the previous games going, man, she looks really fucking weird. You know, why doesn't she emote anything? And while the character model was more detailed and, and technically is a better character model, it doesn't come across that way to pay, to fans who've already experienced the game. And that's what's happening here is like, we have this Peter Parker that we've that we've known and liked and is the experienced Spider-Man that we see in the game. He's seasoned. And then you see this new one, you're like, all right, it's discount Tom Holland, where he looks younger than Miles Morales. Not good. In the scene. And part he of turned that, MJ into a cradle robber. Yeah. You're tra- <laughs> yeah, turning MJ into a cradle robber. You're like, all right, well, he looks younger than everyone else in this game, including MJ, and that's fucking weird. And part of that might have to do, like you said, with the lighting, since the lighting's bouncing off, you're kind of losing some of like some of the wrinkles that may be there on the actual character model. But it's a really bad scene to show off when you have direct lighting from fluorescent lights in a game versus yeah. real world scenario where you may have the sun, you have, you know, shadows bouncing off of everything or, you know, uh, in, in the correct spots where you can actually see them, everything. It's not quite the same thing as uh, what was going on with Halo, where Halo, you were losing all those shadows, those contact shadows, because all the all the lighting is correct in the scene. But the problem you're you're we're seeing is with a different character model that looks younger already. We're losing the age and we're losing the experience that came with the face that we had before. Yeah. And, you know, when you have that that level of definition, it conveys more emotion. Absolutely. Yeah. 
and it's it, it and Spider-Man is a very emotional game. Yeah, massively. <laughs> so it, it's it's a real kind of kick in the nuts, I think, for people that are are going to be invested already. Um, yeah. Investing into the the remaster. Well, I mean, you know, I guess the hope would be that people who are buying the remaster have never experienced the game, so what they're getting is their first take, and and hopefully what they get is the same equivalent of what we got. But the thing that's really jarring is for the people who maybe they're not really into the gaming industry listeners. Maybe they just really like Spider-Man and they're looking forward to playing Miles Morales. And then this new Peter Parker shows up. Maybe he's even in, even in the, I would expect he's even in the Miles Morales game at some point. And you see this new Spider-Man, you go, who the fuck is that? Yeah. Where did this guy come from? Standing in for Spider or standing in for Peter Parker today is Tom Holland. Uh, like it, it really does come across as you guys just try it. You guys really did want to try and make a character model that was a little closer to the MCU to maybe get the MCU crowd or or try and bridge that gap a little bit. But at the same time, the rest of us are going, why? Like you, you didn't need to do this. This wasn't necessary. Fountain of Youth Dimension Spider Man, right? <laughs> their their reasoning behind it was so strange. They were like, well. The new character model, they, they used the same reasoning that, that, that was used with uh, Crystal Dynamics with Laura Croft was, well, the new character model lets us have uh, more emotion is more representative towards the uh, motion capture that was actually taken from the actor. I'm like, well, that's great, but I don't think you guys realize that you could have left the original uh, model and done that already. So I don't understand why this change had to happen. Does the mocap actor look a lot like Tom Holland and very young? I mean, they say that they needed to make this change because the voice actor's bone structure doesn't match the mocap actor from the original game's face. So it made animating somehow tougher. I don't get how that has any kind of correlation when your character model doesn't have to look like either one of them. And on top of that, it doesn't even look like the voice actor. Instead, it seems like they just found a mocap actor that looked a lot like Tom Holland, and that's what they wanted to go with. Right. Like, I saw direct side-by-side comparisons of the original model, the new model, and then Miles Morales, and they're like, tell me which one the younger one is. And everyone chose the one in the middle because he looks like he's 15 or 16 years old. Yep. Like, what the fuck? You don't, you don't look like you're close to your 30s. <laughs> it takes away from the story because you're playing as a Spider-Man that's been around for a while, who has dealt with some shit already. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he looks like he's straight out of high school. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, Anderson, you had your own you had your own theory about it. My theory was maybe they couldn't reuse the this character for the future game, so they said, "Fuck it, we hit the reset button." So that's only I can come up is maybe. maybe they have to change the actor or contract or something, and they say we're going to get this guy because he's going to be on for the rest of the games. So we're just going to hit the reset button. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's possible. I would, you know, my argument has always been that your character models should not look like your mocap actors in case that ever happens. Yeah, it's, it's a fictional story, so yeah. you don't really yeah. need that. Nathan Drake doesn't look anything like Nolan North. All a Deadpool does. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> he, he's he's remin- he's he's reminiscent of Nathan Fillion, but that that's as far as the similarities go. <laughs> yeah, uh, kind of like Ellie. We did from, the same uh, thing with the Mass Effect games. 
Yeah, Mass Effect games, absolutely. Uh, you know, Ellie from The Last of Us Two, and The Last of Us, nothing looks nothing like her mo- her mocap actors. You want to be a real shocker? Look at the the voice actor for uh, Wolverine slash Marcus Phoenix in Gears of War. He's a big dude. Yeah, it's just it's one of those things. Where, like you you try not to use real life actors in games. That's why it was always that was that's why the whole thing with like uh, when they were going on that kind of. And Ubisoft's kind of bringing that back, I should say, is like when they used Kevin Spacey in uh, Call of Duty. Like, they're like, oh, f- you know, starring Kevin Spacey. We're like, OK, like you literally put Kevin Spacey in a game just to put Kevin Spacey in a game and be like, look, we have Kevin Spacey. And that's kind of how it feels like with uh, uh, Ubisoft's uh, next game where they have uh, what's his name playing the the main bad guy in the, far, in the next Far Cry guy. His name's slipping my mind. Um, great actor. Yeah. John Carlo Esposito. Esposito? <laughs> Esteban. No, uh, he's he's an he's an Italian. Um uh, Yeah, I was right. <laughs> are, are you? Yeah, John Carlo Esposito. Esposito. Okay. Yeah, so he's playing the main bad guy, and it kind of feels like while well, he's a phenomenal actor, and I have no doubt he'll he'll play that part tremendously using his actual face and everything like that, you're using a literal representation of a real person, like uh, of a physical person. And you kind of like, all right, well that person's permanently in that game instead of just using a, you know, if you ever want to reuse them or anything like that, you have to use that same person again. Bad content. Yeah. yeah. You gotta be able to try to hire them back on. So for DLCs. And stuff it's always like dangerous. Yeah. It's always dangerous to do that kind of stuff. So I always feel like it's better if you just use a, personally designed character if you want to use that actor dude go for it but don't don't was, make him the same i thought one it was one. really cool i thought it was really cool with uh la noir uh because it was it was kind of cool playing that game and be like oh I, I recognize that guy he's from this yeah you know um uh, but a lot of that was you know not necessarily because the the actor themselves but uh it was really heavily focused on the facial mo- motion capture. Yeah. So that way, cause you, it's all about identifying, you know, emotional ticks. Yeah. Stuff and like it was that. the whole engine around that was designed to try and remove some of that work for the animators. Yeah. So and it was amazing. I mean, it's yeah. still, still very impressive. I mean, we're, we're getting to the point where it's not really the outstanding example anymore, but um, at the time it was, it was phenomenal. Oh yeah. It was, so it was stuff a like that. It's, it's yeah. Stuff like that. It's kind of understandable, but that's episodic almost because they were, they were different uh, cases. Yeah. So the only constant characters you had were like one or two people really. Yeah. And the, the game yeah. was also designed out so that they weren't going to go back and make a sequel that would explore those characters again. They right. even said if they wanted to make us, if they ever were going to make a sequel, it would take place in a different era uh, yeah. entirely. So that would be an entirely different set of characters and entirely new cases, new detectives, everything like that. Because the story that would be nice rock star. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Seriously. Uh, Why haven't we gotten this back again? But uh, they, you know, they set out to tell a single main story that they wanted to tell. And they told that story. And after that, they were like, well, we'll put out a couple more episodes that kind of interweave and take place before the ending of the main, the main story. They did what they did. And that was it. If they made a sequel, it wouldn't be the same thing. It would be a different era. And I still think, like, I was, I still wish that they had, they had implemented the. Uh, did you ever see the pictures of the, uh, the, the noir mode that they were making for that? 
Uh, no, I it, don't. I don't it turned the entire game into black and white, with the exception of certain lighting. Mm. So you got color, like you got color from certain lighting and stuff like that. Very cool. I was like, man, that's awesome. They should have totally stuck that in there, and they didn't do it. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't I always, bring it back. I always dig that kind of stuff from like, uh, like Sin City, like Sin City, yeah. And uh, I forget what the other one was that was similar to it. Uh, um, game wise, uh, there would be uh, Sabotage was kind of like that. Never played it. It was pretty neat. Uh, the only thing, the only color that was the only color that was illuminated was red, unless you uh, freed a section and. I always regretted freeing a section because I pref- I preferred the noir look to it the entire time. But when you free a section, everything turned to color. This the spirit. That's the other movie I was thinking of. Terrible fucking movie. Add that movie. Sucks. Yeah, but but visually, but visually, it's very cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I just remember Samuel L. Jackson getting smashed in the head with the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you remember his name was the octopus, right? Something like yeah, that. I think so. Yeah, that movie was awful. It was terrible. Like I, I cannot think of another movie where Samuel Jackson was intentionally told to overact, overact, like to the umpteenth degree. Probably the other guys. <laughs> yeah, dial it up. But that was Super that was int- yeah, that was intentionally <laughs> funny, and I don't think the spirit yeah, was meant yeah. to be goofball oh, funny. Yeah, yeah. I think this. Uh, I think with the the spirit, they tried to make Sin City without it being Sin City, and it failed miserably. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the thing that I, that, that was done there was, you know, it was very intentional. We were going to reuse these actors. They were one and done. And these other games were just like, all right, we're going to use these. We're going to use these, uh, mocap actors, but we're going to make the character look like them. Well, what happens if that person, you know, passes away or can't come back or, you know, and has another engagement and they can't play that character again you use somebody else that's the, you can reuse their, their audio later, but the mocap can be done by someone else. You don't have to, you know, that's why your models shouldn't look like them. I mean, if Marcus Phoenix looked like DiMaggio, is that who does it? The guy who plays uh, Bender. Yeah. If Marcus Phoenix looked like him, then, and he'd be doing all the voice, the, the mocap, well, he would look drastically different than his character. That's why he doesn't look like that. But the voice is the voice is perfect. So you use the voice actor to match the character that you want, but you don't need to have the the mocap look like that person. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know the full reason my for for Insomniac's decision. It's just kind of odd and it's off putting, especially for people who've been who who are fans of the game already. Some people are just sitting there going, well, I'm just not going to like I have no intention of playing the remaster, especially since the remaster does, you know, doesn't carry over any of my saves. I might as well just continue playing my game from the PS4 version over to the uh, PS5 version because it loads just as fast. Yeah. And it's got the preferred Peter Parker. Now the thing that's going to suck is as we move <laughs> forward in this, this series, the Peter Parker that we get is not going to be that Peter Parker anymore. Yeah. That's, that's the big concern I think right there is, you know, if we're going we're to change over to this new model for, for miles Morales uh, game. Yeah. It's, yeah, you might Almost as well continuity breaking. Yeah, you might as well <laughs> you might as well change the model for Miles for Miles Morales to the you know to be more reminiscent of the model for Miles Morales in uh, Enter the Spider Verse. Yeah, if you're going to do that, well. if you're gonna if you're gonna de-age Peter Parker, you're you're gonna need to de-age Miles. Yeah, because the the uh, the the mocap actor for him looks you know significantly older than uh, his his character representation. Yeah. 
one of the few in there that actually has that direction on it. Right. <laughs> but I mean, if they do that, God, if they do that with all the characters, because most most of the characters look pretty much nothing like uh, their their mocap actors. Right. Yeah. And you're basically almost you're almost recasting without actually recasting. <laughs> As we're talking, guys, I'm gonna head just like the casting crew of a uh, Marvel Spider-Man PS4. Yeah, and then it might as well say this. And then uh, all of a sudden, Kingpin's gonna be a uh, skinny white boy, <laughs> <laughs> and Aunt May, Aunt May's gonna de-age like she did in the M- the MCU. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out. I'm still trying to get you know get past the fact that James Brolin doesn't look like uh, a giant purple man. <laughs> so. It's gonna. That's gonna take some time. You gotta stare at the sun first. <laughs> yeah, I'm just doing this general glance. The only actor who actually looks identical is uh, Martin Lee, who plays a uh, Negative Man. Yep. That's the only one that's like spot on. Speaking of superheroes, apparently Supergirl is going to be is in its final season, Woo! and uh, a lot of people are rejoicing, and a lot of people are sitting there going, "Ah, oh, you know, they finally went went broke." No, uh, I mean it's. Here's the thing. A lot of people keep saying, well, that's what you get. Well, that's not what you get. It was it was six seasons, guys, like six seasons. Come on. It wasn't a failure. It didn't fail. Five seasons of woke. Yeah, it's five seasons of woke. It didn't fail in the sense that it this is why it's being canceled. It's just it's finished. You know, maybe the ratings have something to do with it, but it took six fucking seasons for them to finally give it up. So that's not exactly a victory against the woke. So I, I don't see the reason why people are celebrating and acting like this is a win when it took six seasons to get here. Right. I mean, I, I watched the show for two seasons. First season was eh. Second season was great. Third season was not good. Fourth season was fucking garbage, and I could not take it anymore. That show was just trash after the second season. So... If it took four more seasons to get here, that's not a bad run for a show, guys. That's a successful show. I was about to say, isn't like the best shows usually about eight to ten seasons, and that's it? It, it lasted longer than Fringe, and Fringe was a great show. It lasted longer than Eureka, and Eureka was an amazing show. Although I will say I laughed my ass off watching Fringe when I was going through Fringe again. I laughed my ass off at the amount of uh, lens flare that's in that's, that's in certain episodes. I was like, Jesus Christ, was J.J. Abrams directing this episode? End of the episode, J.J. Abrams director. <laughs> I was like, ah. I just started laughing my ass off. Like, God, dude, get away from the lens flare. I get it. You love it. Sci-fi. It's funny that his wife called out called him out on it. Uh, was it his wife or was it his friend? I thought it was his wife. I thought it was his friend. I thought it was his but wife, you, but I you I might be, be you might be right. I just yeah, uh, I remember it was the story was they were watching uh, Star Trek. <laughs> And they basically yeah. were like, Jesus Christ, what's with the fucking lens flare? Yeah. Calm down. And he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> of course, we can use that excuse anytime because we could just say it lasted longer than Firefly every time. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Fantastic show. Less than a season. <laughs> you know, I, I started I, I started and I think I finished uh, Cobra Kai because there's only two seasons active. Only right two now, seasons. Right? Two yeah, seasons. Third one's coming. They're half. They're halfway through filming season three. So I know Loach loves the fucking show. Um, I really like it. It's entertaining. There is a lot of CW drama. Like oh, uh, yeah. almost, well, I won't say, 
I won't say CW drama exactly, but pretty damn. It's close. teenage drama, and that's and really like that's really uh, where it's going. But if you if you think <laughs> about it, like you go back and watch the original Karate Kid, the original Karate Kid is very much teenage drama. Oh yeah, no, I I see the parallels that they're drawing with the kids, yeah. and you know how like the more things change, the more things they stay yeah. the same. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, but man, like some of it is just like not not quite cringeworthy because, like I said, it's not quite CW drama, but it's close. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll give you that. Like, <laughs> I was sitting there watching. I'm like, damn, the only morally good people in this entire fucking series are the moms. Yeah, true, <laughs> true story. That's it. It's like fucking Johnny's and and Daniel are still both fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Although I like Johnny. <laughs> Everybody knows Johnny yeah, was the I like, real victim. In general, I like Johnny better than, uh, yeah. than Daniel. Um, just because he's got a little bit more redeeming quality, yeah. I guess. Yeah, but <laughs> but it, it was fun. I made it through the two seasons. It's just I had to, I had to ask uh, Loach in text after the first full season. I was like, does does this douchery between Daniel and, and Johnny ever calm the fuck down? Nope. <laughs> and he's no, like, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> there are moments like damn there are moments when you see it starting to like level out and being like, oh, okay, you know, maybe at this point they're gonna become more not really friends, but uh civil towards each other. Yeah. And that immediately goes away with like one instance of bullshit that happens. You're like, really? Come on. I, I totally understand that. That's uh, one of the reasons why I, when I watched the first season, I watched the first season, loved it. And I waited to watch the second season for a bit because uh, I knew that that was going to be a thing. I couldn't, I couldn't binge watch all the way through two seasons in a row. Um, I'm actually surprised you did. Yeah. But uh Soundtrack help. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great, great soundtrack. Um, but it is absolutely one of those shows where you're just like, all right, well, I, you need, you need to be in a certain mood in order to watch it for sure. Yeah. And that's one of those things where it's just not going to change. I, I don't see it changing any time until they can, they, they realize that, oh, we need to wrap things up because we're not going to get another season. Yeah. I think, I think it's just because, we have to deal with so many irrational and senseless people in everyday life. Yeah. And to have that portrayed in entertainment. I'm like, ah, well, yeah, it's like, I get enough of it's this. It's kind of like where I'm at with, uh, <laughs> with, with stranger things. While I'm looking forward to stranger things season four, it's one of my most anticipated shows. Uh, at the same time after season three and how much of a just soul crushing experience that is at the end, <laughs> even though it's a fantastic yeah. story. I see them kind of continuing with that same kind of thing of we're going to try and, you know, rip your, rip your heart out of your chest with every season. And I'm like, well, oh, I, I think you guys could probably try and do something a little bit more instead of doing the same thing of trying to make me have the feels every time I watch this show. Right. But we shall see. I just wanted to throw that in there. Cause I was like, I don't love it, but it's entertaining. Yeah. I, <laughs> I still really enjoyed it, but I mean, I watched the CW for a long time. <laughs> That's probably where my toleration comes from. And I, I do have my limits, though. I had to go through five seasons <laughs> of Flash. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. know how you guys made it through all you did. Oh man! <laughs> like I, I loved Smallville for the first few seasons. Oh yeah, 
And then I was like, uh, nothing's changing. And if anything else, it's getting worse. Yeah, I guess <laughs> like, I'm uh, done. <laughs> by the time I got through Smallville, Lana was my hate. Uh, like, was the most hate hated Lana. character of all time. Can't can't. Your trip doesn't help it either. <laughs> yeah. It was a show that I like that I had started with. And it was one of those things like you get so far into a show. Like you ever have that feeling like you get so far in the show. Like I have to finish this. I have to get through it. That's how this film was supernatural for I've, a while. I've come this far. Like the, the, those certain seasons that kind of sucked before they came back and got control of the writing again. I don't know what you just yeah. said. So like, <laughs> it's just like after the whole Lucifer arc of the first time, I think that's, yeah, no, I, I get it. Yeah. It, when, when you start revisiting, uh, certain storylines that feel very reminiscent. I get it. Yeah. I think that's probably a good, you know, portion of why it's ending in all reality. Cause they've, they've repeated themselves in all reality several times now. Oh, yeah. And it's like, all right, we, we got to stop before it's completely stale. Yeah. Which they're supposedly finishing up now. And, uh, is, is it true that they're going to be airing, uh, when they, when they come back with the episodes, they're going to be airing, on Netflix, like the next day after they, I don't know after they I go on so. the CW. I thought, I thought that's what they were saying. That'd be nice because I, they, I don't like having to play full on catch up. Yeah. I'll do it, but <laughs> right. I uh, finished, uh, the good place that finally ended. I think Did it? I don't think they're doing any more with that. It ended well. Okay. Uh, I was, it was pretty satisfactory. Was it still funny? Yeah. Yeah. It still had plenty of funny bits. You know, it's it's one of those things that probably went on like a season longer than it really needed to. It didn't have that long. It Uh, wasn't on that long, though. It was only like four seasons, right? Yeah, I think it was four seasons. Uh, They had uh, I want to say it was their second season. Yeah, Uh, was kind of uh, dragging. You know, wasn't really getting anywhere. It was almost like it was all filler. Yeah. Um, And so that really kind of disheartened me from watching it. Yeah. And then eventually I just got back into it because I was like, well, I just want to throw something on. Gotcha. Do you watch the new but, uh, season of uh, finish out. Lucifer yet? Yes. I think I watched all of it yeah. for sure. The it's um, it's like the first part of the new season. I guess they're doing part two now, but uh, yeah, it's good right. and I enjoy it. Uh, the uh, I like the new character and um, enemy essentially. I don't appreciate the fact that they're doing the same themes over and over again for certain characters, which is starting to CW bug me. Um, right. I feel like they've gone stale on the stories with maze. They don't really, they're not really providing her care, like that character anywhere to grow and just making the same fucking mistakes over and over again. And the back and forth with Lucifer's relationship with the detective is driving me fucking crazy. Come on, guys, I, pick a lane. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> they love each other. They're breaking up. They love each other. They don't know if they love each other. They don't know if anything's in their control. They love each other. I'm like, get in the lane and stay there. The 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 way I always I always equated it to, and this was since Smallville, was I want to be with you, but I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like our love like, is forbidden. Like everybody learned to write, you know, fucking romance drama from trash yeah did romance novels or something did laugh when they finally showed god i went oh well they're in good hands and then i turned it off (laughs) (laughs) we i'll be interested to see what go what comes next but if uh if that show doesn't make any progress with certain characters i might not continue to watch it we'll see 
So it's another CW show. Yeah. yeah. Big thing is just knowing when to end your fucking show. Right? Yeah, and a lot of these, a lot of the shows, especially nowadays, don't get uh, that concept. Like, end good. Yeah, every yeah. good story yeah. needs a good ending. Or end on a good worthless. note. Like, yeah, end, end We've well. had so many good shows that ended on kind of a shit note that, you know, it didn't ruin the series, but, you know, it didn't, it didn't leave it satisfactory. Yeah. It's still one of the most satisfying, like satisfying endings I've ever had was the ending of friends. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Didn't have to have an epic, overly dramatic, anything. It just ended well. It ended with them leaving the apartment and that was the end of the show. It was kind of the, the nice little goodbye. That was it. Yeah. Um, cheers did something very similar. It did do like dramatic stuff here and there, but it wasn't over the top at the end. And, it was just a good ending. Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory has an amazing ending as well. Uh, very heart, like very heartfelt. Very felt like very much a you know a goodbye to to the fans and a thank you. And that was kind of it. And then you have other shows that try to do you know try to throw curveballs and ruin their entire freaking series in one go. How I Met Your Mother. Yep. <sighs> you know the key. The key is know your audience know where to end it and end it well and that's it i mean supernatural so far at the end we have no idea if they're going to end it with just everybody dead which will be a huge bummer for 15 seasons (laughs) i think dean's gonna die choking on a cheeseburger do do sam and dean finally (laughs) die of a concussion (laughs) they finally they finally hit the 2000 like 2000 or 2000 concussions god damn dude what the fuck was that just having a seizure on the mic. You got possessed by Mike Tyson. Well, it was funny when uh, <laughs> Dean got right. to see Death's Library, and it was just rows and rows of fucking bookcases of how he of how dies. He dies. <laughs> yeah. this I'm is like, how much of you. that is from uh, Loki? <laughs> yeah, right. We're hoping for a decent ending because those guys have gone through. You know, those characters have gone through a lot for 15 seasons, and we kind of want to see it done. Uh, they're on the 15th, right? 15th season? Yeah, it's the 15th and final. I don't understand these uh, show creators when they're just like, I just don't know. I don't know where to end it or how to end it. You started this show to begin with, guys. How do you not know how to end it? Yeah. When you start a show, shouldn't you know where your where your end mark should be? It's like uh, what happened with, uh, apparently what happened with Grimm. Oh, I, I, and I loved that show for several seasons. Yeah. It was really cool and unique. And then it just, it kind of started going CW on itself and it went nowhere yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Uh, they got to their, they got to their final, <laughs> their final episode and they were like, Oh, this is where we want to end it. But they, they literally didn't know how to get there. So they, they wrote yeah. in like these ridiculous moments of like, Oh, well what happened here? Like, Oh, they all died. But what, what, what do you mean? They all died. We killed them. We didn't see that. Yeah. We did it anyway. It was like uh, they, they had like off screen deaths in the show to sum up storylines. Yeah. And you're like, you guys literally didn't know where to go with this. You literally had no idea where you were heading. I think a lot of it's just trying to milk too much from a show. Yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily just the writer's fault. And it's certainly not just the uh, producer's fault. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a shared thing. You know, one, one of them should be able to stand up and be like, hey, look, uh, we want this to end on a good note instead of. Oh, we're just going to bilk this for as much as we can. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's kind of where I'm, where, where I'm kind of concerned with uh, stranger things. Yeah. I'm worried that they, since they're, cause the original plan was only three seasons. Yeah. And they're going into this fourth season. I'm like, uh, I thought you guys were only doing three. You, you said you were only doing three right. seasons. You had an idea for three seasons and that's where you ended. And now you're coming out with a fourth one. Is it because you had a strike of genius and you, your creativity kept flowing and you have more places to go? Or is it just because Netflix keeps giving you more money? Yeah. Uh, you know, like we said in the past, you know, do a different area of the world, do different, you know, cast, you know, yeah. and have their own experiences. You know, they, they've made it pretty clear that this is not a one location event. Yeah, absolutely. So, don't get us wrong. We love the cast. We love the cast, but they need to go on and do their own things. Yeah. yeah. That, that entire cast has a tremendous amount of talent. They could go and do other work yeah. as much as, as much as we love 11, we don't need to know what happens to her after this point, because we kind of, we, like, I felt like at the end of, at the end of season three, I was like, you know what? As sad as it is, like, I feel like she's going to be taken care of. She's going to be okay. Right. We don't absolutely need to know the answers to the other questions that season two brought up. We can move on to other characters. But anything else to bring up from the last two weeks? I know we're going long, but uh, kind of expected it to go long. Yeah, because we essentially missed two weeks. Yeah, the only real major game that came out, I think none of us have, which is the uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Josiah has been playing that, and so is yeah, Loach, so is Loach. Uh, they were playing it last night. They seem to be enjoying it. Um, uh, this is the weirdest thing. Uh, I had people. I heard people complaining about the fact that one of the characters in rogue squadron uses their pro their whatever their proper pronouns are and people are saying like like i don't i don't know the context listeners because i don't i haven't played the game so i don't even know if it's one of those things that's thrown in their face or if it's just done done through their own language if it's done through their own language i don't yeah. care like but a lot of people are, are making it like i i don't want your politics and your own push you know blah 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 woke woke divism in my games and I'm going, I don't know the context here. I, I feel like this is probably being taken a little bit too out of context. And I think that people are kind of blowing it out of proportion because I don't see how, unless, unless the game turns around and says, please address me as they or them. Like, unless that happens in the game, I don't care. Please address me as your exalted holiness. Right. Like unless unless the game takes time <laughs> out of its I way, to, yeah. Unless the the game takes time out of its uh, you know takes time and takes away from the game to make a personal statement about how you need to correctly address me as so and so, yeah. Then I don't care. Yeah. If if that person is you know multi gendered or whatever, because I mean it's, it's Star Wars. Who cares? I mean they're all fucking aliens. It's fiction. They they might have they they might you know somebody might be both male and female at the same time. Is, I don't know. So if they want to address themselves as they and them, that's fine while they're talking. I don't appreciate any anything taking its time out of the way of you need to address me as him or her, even though they're a woman <laughs> like it. We're just going to switch over to the Hanar mode of speech and just refer to ourselves as this one. This one. Yeah. I mean, just, <laughs> like the the Hanner, like that's I mean, that's a great example, Miles, like with the Hanner, like the Hanner doesn't go out of its way to say. I, you know, why it talks that way, unless you ask it, Yeah, this isn't an RPG. So that, that conversation should never pop up. So unless that happens in the game, I think people are kind of blown out of proportion. I would love to see the scene that everyone's freaking out over. Yeah. I, I hadn't even heard anything about it. Yeah. I, I, I watched it on a geeks and gamers. And while I, 
sometimes appreciate his point of view on certain things. Sometimes I feel like he he blows things way out of proportion uh, and takes these hard, ridiculous stance, like stances against woke divism. Uh, when there is no real woke divism here, it's just somebody putting it in there as as this is this oh. this character's you know if it's if it's this person this character that they wrote their personal pronouns as long as they're not going out of their way to beat it over my head I'm fine yeah I don't I was care. just like in in Last of Us too like everybody made a big deal of it I think it fits in naturally enough that I don't really give a shit yeah it wasn't sitting there fucking trying to teach me how to be as a fucking human being. It just yeah, said, it, Oh yeah. This is why this person's being hunted. Like, okay. Yeah. At no point. Yeah. At no Get point that. did they take their time out of their way to like correct a character. You know, if the character was, if, if you called uh, the character, he or her, or if you, if you called him her to begin with, you're, you're, they never address them that way. They address them as he, yeah. It's never even questioned until later on when it's explained to you why the character was being hunted in the first place. Yeah. They were being a child. They were going to become a child bride. Like, oh, okay. That's, that's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Why you're begin with, you said child and bride <laughs> in one fucking, yeah. You, you said child and bride in one fucking sentence. So that's fucked up to begin with. Uh, but if that person, you know, felt like they were a guy the entire time and that's, that's how they dressed and how they, uh, approached themselves or you know approached anything and they were approached as a guy okay i don't care yeah doesn't matter me yep. the game didn't take its time out of its way to tell me that you need to pray you need to address me in the proper context that was never an issue so people who lost their shit over yeah. that were were completely out of order there this isn't a it's ma'am it's ma'am situation <laughs> this is a this is a character talking and i don't care if they use they them or it in their in their pronouns, as long as they're not taking their time out of their way to tell me that I need to properly change this. Yeah, yeah, listeners, if if you guys know what I'm talking about and you can find that scene, I would love to see it. I would love to know what the context is for that, for why for for why people are losing their shit. If it's just because the character addresses themselves as they or them while they're talking, and it's never brought brought up or brought into question as to why they talk that way, okay, then I don't care. <laughs> This one does not care. Yeah. <laughs> this one does not see any reason for you to freak out over this for this one is staying the fuck out of it. <laughs> Listeners. Thank you for listening to us. We really do appreciate it. Please go on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Tell your friends about us. It's pretty much the only way we get around. This is Vargo Anderson and miles. Keep on geeking on. We're out. We're out.